actually there's a lot of money here. Sure. Right? There's money and to that's be when, made. There's money to be made. Mm. And that's when I spoke some sense to the guys to say, let's take this thing seriously. Mm. Yeah. We started running that thing like a proper business, you know? Yeah. We sure. did our books, we did stock count, inventory. you know? Inventory. Wow. Yeah. We did all those things. That's where I learned. So our pet is a stock. <laughs> Funny enough, I used to take this girl from university. She yeah. used to come and fetch her stuff. <laughs> you know, I get This podcast is proudly brought to you by Larato Agency and Lanala Beauty. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pat and Brands podcast with Pat and Bumi. Hello, everybody. My name is Unumpumela Lasacha, and welcome to the Pat and Brands podcast with myself and Bumi and Pat. Um, episode five. Episode five. But yeah. why is episode five late? Eish. Why is it a week later? Um, Bumi, look, <laughs> <laughs> it's important that we, we take breaks, you know. Um, I was down in, in KZN, I was in the bushes, then later on I was in the beachy. Mm. Like, you know, life was really good for the past week. I might have to take a break, you know. Those in corporate will call it R&R, R&R. rest and recreation. Yes, some rest and restoration. I think 21, I work too hard. I'm lecturing. Mm. I'm running a business. You know, it's just uh, very stressful. And I, and I thought I should take time off yeah. uh, for a week. But now I'm back. I mean, you do look rejuvenated. You sound a lot better. Is um, it? I did see a post and you did ask, you know, what do other entrepreneurs do um, to rest and kind of zone out for a bit? And and a lot actually seconded, you know, taking a break from everything. Shut the laptop, pack your bags and trek. But I wouldn't say I shut my laptop because... <laughs> I know because what? I got a call from you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And one of my clients gave me a call on Friday and yeah. be like, yo, man, we need this thing up online. Yeah. What do we do? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. Philip, Mr. T. Yeah. Can I mention? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you gave us a hint of the client. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and I had to hit the call yeah. and I had to do some stuff. Then on Monday, I get a brief. Yes. One of, uh, yeah, from one of the big brands, you know, FMCG brands. Yeah. The first of its kind in, in our company, of course. Mm. And yeah, I had to also hit the call and get my team up here in Joburg to start working on the brief. So yeah, man, we've been, I've been sort of, yeah, resting. In the, I mean, also, I think the biggest thing around me taking a break was also just a change of scenery, you know? Yeah. And also there's this concept of um, workation. Is it workation? Yeah, so like for example, sevens, I've always worked. So you work from a different place. Like ah. it's like you take a vacation, but for work. Okay. Just so that you have a different um, environment. environment and scenery. Sure. And, and, and did it there. help though? I, I think it did. I think it did. As, 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 as I said, that, you know, as as that's, <laughs> that's lovely, man. Yeah. Okay. No, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. In the and life. How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Um, changes. Um, sure. Changes that happen, of course. I think we did speak where we've had to, to restructure, reform. Um, that is Lenala. Yes, at Lenala. Yeah. Um, in terms of course marketing, it's it's budget season, so that has its own crazy plans, um, sure. strategies that you're implementing for 2022, um, and it's touch and go. I suppose you don't know 
yeah. you know how it's going to be like. Um, we're just trying to see from other global markets, from ourselves, also in mm-hmm. South Africa, what we think or we are anticipating in different industries from holiday yeah. and so forth. What does it look like? Um, so you always have to have a plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, you yeah. know, if, if, if just showing variables of if what 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 the world looks like you know going forward so interesting time half the city is dark i'm like yes. damn what's happening what happens Jehovah. now i need to yeah. because you had lights hmm? had lights in Durban in balito hey. <laughs> hint hint <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah man uh, i think for for me actually it's important to mention this that actually this um low trading thing is really taking us back as entrepreneurs you know um, we're talking about inequality. Actually, I had this this thought this morning that um, we talk about bridging the gap between the rich and the poor, but I think the rate at which things are happening, the gap is only getting bigger. Yeah. By the yeah. day, yeah. you know, the very same people that you say you want to get close to, when you do things like load shedding or when you implement things like load shedding, for example, you're giving an upper hand to the rich. Because they can afford a generator, a generator like your hand scenting. Yeah. Actually, a few minutes ago, it load just, shedding. Yeah, we that, but we still managed to carry on as life. Life is normal. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the, the folks in, in the townships, mm. in the rural areas, mm. they don't have this luxury. You know? man. Okay. But I mean, the whole point of this podcast and the future, ideally, is to create a community of, of, of individuals, entrepreneurs who... Um, we identify with success not only on paper but financially, um, and that expands to to our communities, um, be it neutral, um, you know, nucleus families, yeah. our generations, and and beyond. So, so that's the bigger picture, of course, of this podcast. But absolutely, and um, what's happening in the world of brands? So, thing that caught your eye? Yes. So we have international brands, of course. Um, yeah. We have Delivery Gaspeed. Yeah. Um, of course, it's a township delivery company uh, that uses WhatsApp and yeah. it only makes sense to use, you know, such such an easy access. And I mean, I don't know what happened now last week when WhatsApp was down, young king <laughs> drop offs. I know township. who's behind those electrical scooters. Who? Fezzy, actually. Ah, no, actually, either... I saw he changed his surname now. He was Fezzy Lamini. Now I think it's Fezzy Yeah. It's a, it's a baby surname. Oh, Brafez. Yeah, so okay. he, he was at UJ. Okay. Um, I've been following the scooter stories. Yes. You know, I mean, the story. Um, he's been at it, you know. Homeboy has been doing this thing, man. Um, just hope that he really catches that fat worm yeah. and yeah. flourishes from there. I think what I love about what you've just said is just shown an ecosystem where, you know, this township or delivery gas speed was started by Huizimang mm-hmm. Mahajane and, you know, now... It's that partnership with somebody who has, um, you know, the, the what is it called, the the access or the means for delivering, and he came up then with using this network, or you know, in the township. So that's that's a beautiful, um, you know, link between these 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 entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, anyway, it is in Haman Skral, um, and and he noticed the gap in this market, and that's when he launched this year in July, and he employs eight people sure that's amazing so eight people can put food on the table and live life um yeah. which is what we are what entrepreneurs are are meant to do you know and yeah how it works simply is that you order online via whatsapp and then yeah. you make payments via eft or online payments or card um on delivery uh, with yeah. a yoko machine yeah uh and yeah that is simply how you go about doing it sure 
interesting stuff. King delivery caspi. Yeah. Loosely translated. Delivery fast fast. <laughs> Shine one twenty. You are twenty. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think also that's a nice segue to our burning question. Yeah. You know, do you wanna take us through what inspired us or what made us come up with this burning question? You know, because yeah. I think over the past few months it's been sort of a thing. Everyone yeah. was talking about it. Everyone was talking about doing it. Yeah. Um, the question is, are they really doing it well? We don't know. But yeah. We have somebody, of course, in the building to help us answer this question. And our burning question is how to build a proper e-commerce business. Yeah. Um, I think when we look at our percentage, we've seen that over 68% of South African consumers are shopping more online. Yeah. Um, you know, during COVID or due to COVID. I remember when it started, um, my parents, I don't know what gen is that, gen X, gen Y, they were anti, anti online. They couldn't yeah. trust anything. And I remember in March, uh, take a lot. Um, and I live in the plaza, so yeah. it's very far for, for people to come there. But that was the only way we could get stuff, um, you know. And I yeah. know with Sheen, for example, where um, we're just having a discussion with our guests to say that I, I've seen the average basket size probably will increase or has increased. Or people maybe are even buying together yeah. because you get free delivery over a certain amount, sure. you know. And that's how international deliveries are coming through and so forth. So we have our guest who's going to actually help us dissect and understand the e-commerce business a lot better. Um, yeah. It almost looks very far-fetched or it almost seems like it's 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 not attainable. It's Absolutely. it's for bigger brands, big yeah. companies. But just bring it back home How but also I... some of the best practices you know yeah i yeah. think more than anything even i mean with the advent of COVID 19 mm. people really i mean everyone is starting to have their own online store yeah online store, this online store that but um i think more than anything the people that have been doing it i think that's when they started to realize um the benefits or reaping the rewards of actually being the first time movers mm. but more than anything man we've got a very um, exciting young gentleman is quite passionate about life that's why I thought of him when we had this pending question I was like you know what this guy is is a pile of energy <laughs> on his own Lebu the Khojani I had to practice your singing yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. for the longest time I thought it was Le Khojani and he said that I'm a hey yeah, Lebu, welcome and welcome to the Patent Brands Podcast. Hey, Patrick, my brother. Should I call you Patrick? Yes, Pat? I love how he's no. going. <laughs> Why are you calling, <laughs> you calling me Patrick? <laughs> with a pin number now, Patrick. No, man. I'm trying to decolonize here. And it doesn't, pin number doesn't change. So Patrick is Patrick. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Pat, man. Uh, thanks for inviting me to your show. Uh, it's always an honor to come and speak about the things that we do on a daily basis. Right? Yeah. And uh, my sister, Numpumelelo, as I did mention that we once had a conversation around digital marketing, you and I. Yeah. And now we are having a conversation around uh, e-commerce and I'm on the other, other side. Other side, the, side. the hot seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my name is Lebu, Lebu Di Khojani. Mm -hmm. uh, I think 
I think a lot of people identify me. Ever since I arrived in Joburg, I changed from, it's like the Abram story, you know, the biblical the, story. Yeah, the name change. <laughs> yeah, the yes. name change. I don't know, you move from being Abram to yeah, Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. So now I moved from being Lebohang to Lebo. Yeah. I started to change and say that, okay, yeah. I'm reinventing my life, rebranding and starting a new life. This was in 2017, by the way. When you came to Joburg? When I came to Joburg. Well, so. Lebo, uh, Lebo Hang comes well, to Joburg. Uh, Lebo Hang yeah, comes to Joburg. But I'm not a Jimmy comes to Joburg. <laughs> I see where you're going. I'm not sure if you come to Joburg. I'm not sure if you come to Yeah, Yeah, but yeah, uh, it's always good to be around uh, people. So you, you come to Joburg from where? Sorry, yeah, you can carry on. I mean, you come from Joburg. Jimmy I mean, comes you, to Joburg. You come to Joburg from where? Where, where, is, where is Lebo Khan coming from? Uh-huh. So Lebu is from Bloemfontein originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm from Bloom. Uh, I studied in Bloom. Well, actually, my whole life was in Bloemfontein. So mm-hmm. I studied at the University of the Free State. And then I politicked because I think we are activists, some of us. <laughs> well, <laughs> and then I found yeah. myself, yeah, I found myself, this was in 2006, 2015, 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when I started getting into politics. I was studying yeah. BCom economics at the time. Wow. And I started getting into deep politics, started getting and started being involved in a lot of organizations. Of course, like a young person yeah. who's very enthusiastic and very excited about a lot of stuff. Yeah. And from there, obviously you are part of Fismas Fall, you are leadership and then yeah. obviously some of the things will come to you. And then I got deregistered. And from my deregistration I had to think about what's next of my life, you know? Yeah. So as I was sitting at home, I get a little mashalela. Of no? course. So you are sitting at home with other mashalela. Yeah, so, <laughs> so now as I'm sitting there at home, I, I thought to myself, okay, what's next, Lebo? Because I always have these burning questions of why, what, what's going to happen now with my life. Yeah. And that's when I started uh, a fruit and veg market in the in town. So Whoa. I started deciding to say that, okay, let's go to the streets. Let's sell fruit and veg. Whoa. And I took two friends of mine, both unemployed, uh, they've been unemployed for quite some time. Uh, and just because some of us were exposed at university, so we have yeah. a little bit of enlightenment in how things work, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool, let's go to town, let's open this thing. And then once we opened the stuff, I started now learning a lot about the retail space. And I think that was the important part of me getting into e-commerce. And that sure. was the beginning of e-commerce for me, right? Mm-hmm. But it had substance because I understand what industry I'm, I find myself mm, in yeah. and how to go about the industry itself. So a lot of people would jump into e-commerce, digital stuff, but there's no there's no substance to what they are doing. And then it can't survive, right? Mm. Like any business case, you need to prove whether it's... You need to prove whether it's sustainable, whether it's viable and all that. Absolutely. And you need to understand the ins and outs of this thing. So you need to do your feasibility study you and viability study. And that's yeah. what a business plan would ask you. you Absolutely. Know? But because we are entrepreneurs and we are startups, you yeah. can go there and just learn the things by doing, right? 100%. And from there, that's when I started learning now about the retail space. So it's an online grocery store. It's, an, it's a grocery store, right? Yeah. And from there, I thought about things like scaling. How do I grow this business? Sure. Right. And I understand the restrictions of me growing the business. I'm in the streets. I don't have funding. I don't mm. have money. I don't have access to malls yeah. because there are 20-year leases mm. that you can't get into. Absolutely. So those are some of the things that we need to think about, right? Yeah. Now, that's when I started learning about the industry itself. And I, we only know, I think, most of us as South Africans, we know probably five big retail stores, right? Mm. I don't want to mention names. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> they know themselves so, as well. Themselves. <laughs> so that was, that, that was the thinking, right? And I was like, okay, cool. 
actually here, I'm not really, this thing is bigger than what I think it is, right? Sure. Uh, it's because I'm a comrade and I understand revolutionary struggles. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, now let me choose a new struggle. Like I was yeah. fighting for fees and then yeah. fees cutting yeah. control. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, <laughs> let me enter another battle. Yeah. Right? And then that's how I went into, into, into grocery retail, mm. right? Yeah. And upon me saying, how do I grow this and not to stay in the streets for the longest of time? Because I think you've known, a fam- there's a family that you know that was raised on... Uh, market food, food and yeah. absolutely yeah. Um, yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. yeah so and I was like how do we change this because I have knowledge from school you know you did financial accounting yeah. tell me did you finish your degree I didn't finish yeah. you I didn't finish I agree no, now we were cut down yeah and because oh, because of fees, uh, fees must fall, fees must fall yeah. so hey, hey, hey. let's no. clarify because we were all there when there was mm. much because they were front runners. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think also that's what universities used to do. Yeah. They target the front runners, yes. get rid of them. Because we were very much there, but we were at the back yeah. and, <laughs> and destabilized the movement. Yeah. 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 So, but that was a noble cause, man. Shout out to you. I, I think yeah, um, history will remember you. You know. Hopefully, I guess. Yeah. So. I mean, in the stories you tell, I think maybe we know of the and I speak because from Vitz where we had you know. A few mm. of the guys that were the pivotal, you know, movers and shakers of of the of, of fall, the Fees yeah. fall, who unfortunately didn't finish. Others were jailed, and, and now, uh, you know, because of media studies and propaganda and whatever we know is that we don't we don't know where they ended up. Oh, you know, fish, yeah. the story has ended. So it's, and I think it's bad, man. Like they cut you out, so mm. you constantly. I think as a, as, a, as, a, as a young black person. In a democratic country, mm. 24 years into democracy. How many years is it now? It's 24, yeah, 27. Right? 27 now? Yeah, my sister is 10, 27. Yeah, 10, 27 this year. Yeah. Is it 27? Yeah, 27, yeah. It's yes, been, bro. It okay. Yes. But anyway, so we are in a, in a democratic country. We are young black people. Mm. I mean, like, university is everything you can imagine. For yeah. parents, even for us, you know? Yeah. So when I found myself in the streets selling, you can imagine the people that went to high school with mm. me, passing me every day. Sure. People that went to the same lecture room as me, sure. passing me every day, sure. you know. But yeah. I just had to think about this is bigger than me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And sure. what I'm doing now, I found another purpose. Because if it wasn't centered around purpose of understanding the industry, understanding, understanding the retail space and understanding that, look, as black people, the only thing that we are seen mm. as is consumers, right? Absolutely. And the other thing that fascinated me was... You know, we used to like our our, our stall was just next to um, was next to a, a mall. Mm, so sure. the mall had a big retailer, right? Mm, yeah. Every day you'd see a truck from the market bringing food. Mm. What does that mean? The value chain is working. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. money going in. There's yeah. money flowing in. And who's buying? Us. Black people. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every day when you knock off, you see a black mother coming from work with a plastic off. Groceries mm. every day. A yellow plastic you know? bag. A yellow, I was gonna say a yellow one. <laughs> I yellow see one. it. Yeah. You know? So that to me said to me, actually, there's a lot of money here. Sure. Right? There's money that's to be when, made. There's money to be made. Mm. And that's when I spoke some sense to the guys to say, let's take this thing seriously. Mm. Yeah. We started running that thing like a proper business, you know? Yeah. We sure. did our books, we did stock count, inventory. you know, inventory. Wow. Yeah. We did all those things. That's where I learned. So our badge is a stock. 
Agape Shakaspa. <laughs> Funny enough, I used to take this girl from university. She yeah. used to come and yeah. fetch her stuff. <laughs> you know? I get around. Yeah. Oh, my day. So, you find ways of making this thing beautiful. You Absolutely. Know? You don't, you don't, you don't mm. always look down on yourself because we live in a society that's very classist, right? Absolutely. So, how do you, like, how do you, how do you become like superior in logic and say that no man, this thing is I don't have time for small stuff, mm. you know? Sure. And look at the bigger stuff. Now, how I moved this business into being a digital business, right? Yeah. That was when I thought about expansion. And mm. I realized that I can't get into a mall. Rent sure. is gonna be twenty thousand rent. I don't have that. Yeah. Right. And I was like, okay, let's look into Facebook. Mm. Now, when you get into Facebook, you started to realize, okay, how do I use Facebook to work for me. I yeah. opened a Facebook page. And, and this was still when you were still in This was still Marake. in mm. This was still in Bloomfontein. Yeah. And then I remember now you connect the dots and then I remember that okay, there was fees must fall because I used to do a lot of research. There was fees must fall. Okay. Let's start supplying students with groceries. Oh. Right? Combos. Because it's far. You and you understood you, that market. I understood that market. And I understood the problems that students have. US student, US mm. student. Absolutely. You know, there are some students that don't even have food. Yeah. Because yeah. food is expensive, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And then when you do research, you'd find that if students are fighting for clothes, if students are fighting for fees, yeah. you can imagine what what's food? happening in their fridge. Yeah. It's empty. Yeah. Sure. You know? But uh, as we went on and I started doing that, but you also start to realize other stuff, customer behavior, mm. right? You start realizing that students don't really care about groceries. Certainly. Students just want to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then it frustrated me, yeah. right? It frustrated yeah. me so much. And now I started thinking about my next move. What do I do now? You see, I'm only, I always find myself at that position where what's right next? Now. What's, next? Yeah. what's next? What's next? But that's what they say about legends. They don't stop. They yeah. ask what's next. So from there, what I did was I started advertising. So this is the nice thing about technology now, digital technology, like social media and all that, right? I started doing advertising because I have a page now. Yeah. But the other thing that we don't realize is that you, just opening a page does not mean that you'll get business. Likes and, you know, yeah. you have to do the groundwork. Mm. What I did was that I started advertising in Joburg. Mm. So now I'm planning my move. Oh, yeah. Whoa. So now I'm advertising in Johannesburg and, I start and you're still in blue and I'm still in blue That's because clever. I'm calculating all these things right mm -hmm. because yeah. everything needs to be calculated mm -hmm. I can't just rock up here yeah. and I'll be homeless <laughs> there's like yeah. under the bridge mm -hmm. you know I become the yeah, part of the statistics as part well. of the stats you know so yeah. I'm always fighting that so and then I started advertising in Joburg and then I started getting likes I started getting questions you know so now you get feedback from all the activities that you do on your Facebook. And then sure. from there, that's when I started making the decision, okay, I had a serious conversation with my mother. Mm. And at the time, my mother was suggesting other stuff to say, hey, man, look, for what I'm a soldier, I was like, okay, I'm not destined to be a soldier. I love my country. I'm very patriotic. But what is it with uh, Sutu people that being soldiers? <laughs> is that a thing in, 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 in that part of the world? No, I, I don't think so. It's because maybe... Uh, there's, 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 a, there's a military base oh. in Kempi, right? And I think there's not a lot of them in the country. Yeah, it's one of the biggest ones. Yeah, maybe. it's one of the biggest ones. Um. It's one of the biggest ones. And then there's Pretoria. So mm. it only, only made sense. It only makes sense. You know? So the only things that happen in Bloemfontein, there's no economic activity. The economic activity that's in Bloemfontein, it's only through state. Oh. Otherwise, the, the private side of things, it's very 
Afrikaner, mm. and it's imagine. also very, yeah, it's very it's very low paying jobs. You oh, know I what see, I'm saying? So you can't be that ambitious in Plumfontein, right? Mm. So I got frustrated, and I was like, Ish, I've tried everything, I've done events, I've done this, and I'm like, okay, now it's time for me to move. Sure, right? And now from moving from Plumfontein, I arrived in Johannesburg 2017 on the 7th of May. I didn't know where I was gonna sleep. Sure, I didn't know what was gonna happen with my life. I arrived. Park station in the morning. I call a friend of mine in Bloemfontein. Entanga, I'm here. Lendi, please find me. You know, the plane has landed. So I was like to him, look, nah, please, uh, please find ways of me to sleep. And then he calls this guy. I go to sleep at his place. I got kicked sure. out at 10 o'clock. You know, same day I arrived. I'm like, Aman. Yo, I'm nice, you know, I'm not a... <laughs> I'm, I'm nice. I'm, I'm nice. nice. Sometimes you really need to know yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and I'm like, no, man. Okay, but, and then I get kicked out at 10 o'clock. This guy says, let's go to Katlehong. We sleep in Katlehong. Is it dress? No, it's not even dress. It's at his uncle's place. Got deep loof. Then they kick you out. I just arrived. Yeah. You know? Sure. So from there, we move on. We go to Katlehong. And then, but fast forward... Uh, I found myself, I found a place in the city of Joburg. Yeah. And I, and then I started doing work with Digify. So, well, Digify Africa. Yeah, I was in a program called uh, Facebook Trainers, Trainer Trainer. Whoa. Yeah, so I won the competition and then Facebook said, my story is relevant for what they're trying to achieve Whoa. with training, with their training program, right? Yeah. And then after that, I started getting a lot of gigs. Is that and when you, you went to Ghana? Yeah, that's when to I went Accra. to Ghana. You know, yeah, that's when I started building a profile now and being a trainer. How was that experience? It was amazing, man. And you start, I think it opens up your mind and you start to see the world, that the world is bigger out there, right? Mm. And you start to realize that, especially as a South Africans, we have this idea that we are all that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And you start, like, there's a lot of things that are happening outside our own country. Yeah. And even, it also gave me perspective how people from other countries come to our country, right? Yeah. They were once in a position where they were good, but then they were not good anymore. Sure. And then these are doctors, these are lawyers, these are accountants. They come and they migrate to South Africa because they're looking for jobs. And then you find them suing clothes, mm. doing all these kind yeah. of jobs. Mm. Yeah. So those are some of the stuff that opened my mind, you know. I started mm. realizing a lot of things about life in its own level. So, yeah, man. And started doing work with Facebook now, Facebook Africa. Yeah. And through Digify. Let me not leave them out because they're a big part of my story. Mm. So, uh, Digify, like, they gave me a corner. You know when they say, Jesus is the what? I don't know. I'm not trying to be religious. I'm not mm. a pastor. But yeah, Bumi, you'd know this. Well, uh, well, I'm trying to understand. Horale. I'm just taken aback by all of this. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But the cornerstone. But yeah, cornerstone. Or yeah. maybe let me say the Damascus. I think that Can I just the say that you. we've started having a conversation with Lebo since Abu Gamoren. So I feel like he plays a role in your life. We'll have that conversation. Oh, right. <laughs> don't con him. But yeah, man. Uh, so I started doing a lot of work there. I started, uh, and then from Smart Essentials. Now, remember, now we we're only selling on Facebook, right? Mm. Yeah. Now that's when, because always for me, has has the brand always been Smart Essentials or it changed when it got always. to Joe? And funny enough, in 2016, early before I registered the business, yeah. I, I was from a holiday with friends of mine and I came to Joburg 
to come see Nande. Nande was a friend of mine who studied at Vega. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Nande, I have this idea, man. Let me study it here in Joburg. I was just testing it out, right? Yeah. And then that's where we built a brand and created a brand, actually. Yeah. Because this is why marketers and branding people are just, I mean... They're so important like, you in know? whatever you do, you know? Yeah. So, I'm very important. Yeah, you guys are also <laughs> doing quite very good work. Yeah. So Smart Essentials, how we came about it, it was really, and this was before 2000 and what was, when was Corona? Last year, right? 2020. Mm. You even forgot, it's 18 months now. 2020, yeah. yeah. 2020, right? And the, like the beautiful thing here is that we came with the concept, it was Smart Essentials, right? And then last year was Essentials. Wow. So everything connects. Sure. Patience, all the hard work, everything connects. The relevancy of what I'm doing, mm. you know? Hence, I say it's bigger than me. Amazing, yeah, man. Powerful. You know? So, yeah, man, it was really about essentials. We are not selling a lot of stuff. It's just essential food. Okay. And then we said, okay, smart essentials, because we are saying you will be able to buy it online. Sure. In a so, smart way. In a smart way. Yeah. You know? So that was the thinking behind the name and building the brand. We're still building the brand. And Absolutely. From I mean, there, brand work never stops. Mm. Yeah, it never stops. Mm. It never stops. So from there, but also brand work never stops, but I think for me, like the business case must be there. And mm. I think we neglect that so much, you know? Sure. So we build, people focus on building a brand, but there's no, there's no business, you know? And you're not billing. You're not billing. You're not <laughs> you know, I'm not sending out invoices. Yeah. You know, I always say that, like, yeah. when did you last invoice my brother? You know, for yes. me, that's the important conversation. Even when Absolutely. I was in the street, even when I was in the street, yeah. I was getting money in. Yeah. Absolutely. That was important. That's how I saw that this is a viable business, right? Sure. And then, yeah, from there, working with Facebook and then I started advertising. I started doing all that stuff. And then from there, I started realizing, okay, now it's time to build a website. Mm. Now that's when we said, moving from a social media platform, selling on social media, social selling, yeah. into now going into e-commerce now, mm. right? Because now we are building a brand and we want it to be, uh, yeah. how do you say, what is the word? Uh, but build credibility. Credibility, and, credibility yeah. is the word. So now this is where we were saying we want to build credibility. So we moved from, remember I said students, we changed, we've been pivoting, pivot mm. upon pivot. Mm. So we mm. pivoted from students and then you we pivoted to, before many people started knowing what pivoting means. Yeah, we've been pivoting, man. <laughs> yeah. So we moved from pivoting before from it became a thing. Students and then we went to households. Mm. Yeah. Now we changed, we changed the personas, how we advertise, we changed how, we changed the brand, mm. like, in a communication. sense, communication, what yeah. we say out there. Yeah. And then we started getting, we started getting a lot of uh, older, 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 older women mm. that are buying from us. And these are, these are mothers, you know. But now how, how are you doing your, your deliveries? Okay, we'll get into that. Let okay. me, I don't know, maybe... Build the story. Yeah, let's... Build the story, man. Yeah, if you've got half an hour, so... Oh, half an hour. Yeah. Okay, okay. But yeah, so from there, how we pivoted from the, from the, from the, from, yeah, from, from the students to now yeah. households, we realized that it was only because people bought from us because, because I like feedback, right? Why do you buy from us? So mm. it was always because of buy black. You know, mm. and at wow. the time, everyone was saying buy black because we advertised on brown sense. Wow. And that, then I saw that this is not a value proposition. You know, we need to change. It's this. not a USP being black. It's not, you know, so and it does not give any value to the business and the service that you're providing. Yeah. And from there, we lost clients again. Are you and serious? We lost clients, right? Sure. Because we changed how we do things. And then I changed from selling to households and now I pivoted to B2B. And then I went to corporates. 
So our business, our core business now is corporates. Because we provide value and we know what we are selling yeah. and we know their pain points and we speak to that. That's why they buy from us. So sure. yeah, that's 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 where we find ourselves. Now in the case of delivering, so before we even went to delivering for B2B, yeah. My man, we used to we used to get on a taxi, go to macro, stock up, come back in a taxi and go deliver to a client. Yeah. But they don't know that we came with the taxi, mm. you know? So yeah, it was it was it was a very yeah, it was a very difficult time. I was staying in downtown. It was really a difficult time. Yeah. And but I think the geeks that I got, so freelancing, I've done yeah, some yeah, yeah. A lot the of training things. as well. The training as long, like yeah. kept me going, you know. So and then I joined J and Hive, and then I got the necessary support from J and Hive. We got some funding, so our business got to grow. And yeah, yeah man, I think uh, that's how I built my business as an e-commerce business now. Yeah. So yeah, that's the story. But of also, how I got into. I'd like you to maybe perhaps simplify this concept of e-commerce. You know, I understand it's a word that's being thrown around. Is it just selling stuff online? And I mean, there's also a concept of drop shipping. I'm not sure how familiar you are with that, and what's the difference between drop shipping and e-commerce? Yeah. Like, if if you don't mind, just dumb it down for me a bit. Yeah. So 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 e-commerce any transaction that happens online mm. it's a, it's e-commerce yeah okay whether Gumtree that's e-commerce mm. people yeah. advertising their stuff there and selling there because that's a C to C customer to yeah. customer yeah so you are able to put your stuff there on a the marketplace yeah. and mm. sell to other people right Custom. yeah Facebook has that now Facebook marketplace yeah. absolutely now that's also e-commerce right mm. and if you have your own store that's also an e-commerce business yeah. to customer because you are a business business to customer it can also be business to business like I'm doing okay. right and then your take a lot those also are uh uh those are e-commerce businesses right yeah. so it just depends on the model that you are using it's either you are using a business to business or you are using a business this, to customer yeah customer to customer oh type of i learned yeah. to have a c2b c2b mm, cons- consumer to business is it mm, so it, it it says that it's a business model in which businesses consume the value from consumers. So bloggers, for example. So oh, they are going to consume your food um, to write a review, you oh. know. Um, oh. So influencers, I'm sure, would fall in that category because they've think, created value for absolutely. a customer, um, for a bra- for, for a business, for, for a, business, a brand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, I think it makes sense. Mm. Influencers also fall part yeah. of, of that, yeah, now that you've mentioned it. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting one. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, so for me, uh, and then and then there's the concept of dropshipping. And the interesting thing about dropshipping, so last year we wrote a book on e-commerce, right? Mm, yeah. So you're an author as well. Co-author. Co-author. Yeah, yeah. So, so me and a friend of mine, so I met Lesejo in, in varsity. So we used to do a lot of entrepreneurship uh, stuff, yeah. me and him. There. And I guess, you know, that's the beauty of university. I think that's where it starts. Whether you finish the qualification or not, but yeah. a lot of people... Yeah. And that's where we find ourselves, yeah. you know, things yeah. that we're yeah. passionate about. And yeah. Okay, yeah. you and Lesejo, you start this thing. Yeah, yeah. so I met Lesejo. So we've been doing a lot of work, especially on entrepreneurship training, right? Mm. We, we did Lean Startup together. Whoa. So we used to run workshops on Lean Startup on campus, yeah. right? So, and then fast forward, we meet in Joburg again. Hey, man, what are you busy with? I'm busy with this. What is he busy with? And and then I was like, I had this idea. And at the time, Lesejo was writing uh, curriculums for CITAS, right? Wow. And I'm in e-commerce and I'm like, dude, I have this concept and I'm training. And then that was when we started writing a book on e-commerce and in the context of South Africa, mm. most importantly. Wow, that's amazing. And then from there, we wrote a book and then we created the curriculum out of it. So mm. when COVID hit, 
we started saying that, okay, cool. Uh, let's run workshops. Mm. And then we run workshops every weekend. We used to run workshops every weekend. Yeah. It's last year. And then people used to pay 700 rand. And then from there, we started realizing that actually when people come to our workshops, this is a lot of R&D for us, right? Yeah. Mm. Because now we get what they need and mm. we get what they want, right? Yeah. There's a lot of people that say that, look, I want to sell something. I want to start a side hustle, but I don't know what to sell. Mm. And then that's when dropshipping came. And then we said, okay, cool. Let's develop a platform, right? Mm. So two weeks back, we launched our platform, shipped called Shipped. It's okay. a dropshipping platform. Oh, wow. wow. So dropshipping, basically, it is e-commerce. However, uh, the value chain is different. The, yeah. You, as a, as, a, as a seller, you don't have access to, you don't, you don't hold stock or do or yes. nor do you yeah, yeah. you're you Amazon to, basically yeah basically yeah Amazon. okay yeah. Shuck. sure so congratulations yeah, on that so move. this is on the put off shipped yeah the so put the brand done do you need any branding design <laughs> services yeah we'll talk we'll talk, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah but no that's that's absolutely amazing I think maybe just to recap of course we have Libel who is um, co-founder or founder or main founder. man or founder of Smart co-founder of Rethink Africa. Rethink Africa. Okay. Yeah. So he sure. is, of course. So you founded what? How many? Three now. Yeah. Three babies you're raising. So two. Just two. Oh, but three, three. Drop, yeah. yeah. I mean, well. two weeks ago, it was yeah. like yesterday. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. So yeah. congratulations on that, of course. Congratulations and on the newborn. He's touching base with us on how to build a proper e-commerce business. I think you've you've told us how Spartential actually started and how mm. um, how almost a what's the word how 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 perfect time like perfect timing that you know you're now yeah. selling essential essentials rather mm. to to and a B two B that's the model that you guys have taken, but and and maybe you have touched a bit on a, a you know qualification. Do do I go and study to be an e commerce expert? I mean, you've spoken about your the fact that you've used what you had in terms of resources to research and understand. Mm. You know, um, I think and it goes back to our first episode where we were talking about are leaders born or uh, I mean entrepreneurs born or are they made? Yeah. Um, I think you've said. Uh, how you in in even in varsity started already thinking around commercializing, whether it was doing workshops, whether it was having events, then going into the market and actually selling retail. And you've spoken a lot about the back end of stuff. Whilst mm. e-commerce, of course, is the the front end or the delivery of the channel, but you've spoken about how you had to understand the industry retailing. Mm. Because I think that's quite important that it's not just about having a product. I've sewn a shirt and I've put it online and somebody's going to buy. There's a bit more about understanding, like you say, from leases. Mm. Um, I know for one, when I went to go look for, um, you know, the store, yeah. uh, I know that. And then when I was doing the retailing recap and just retrospectively looking in terms of finding a place, bricks and mortar for a store, yeah. is that more upmarket or more established and um, 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 landlords you don't just get in, eh? Mm. You don't just say, hi, this is my business proposal. No matter how good you think you are, they're looking for your upper echelon type of clients. They really want to see, can this person actually pay us, you know, on a monthly? And also when the, because their business is about selling, of course, whether it's B2B for investment or even yeah. to consumers to say, hey, you know, back there, five kilometers away, there's a shopping complex that has one, two, three, four, five. So, is it selling to that, you know, that market or that LSM that's around that area? So it mm. was very interesting for us to know where we can enter. Mm. And that's why we entered into a market that was very, um, uh, what is it called? A precinct that was very, it was 
personalized, customized. So, you know, your yeah. 44 Stanley has your Ifukus and or different types of stores. I mean, we were talking about, is it the morning? More boutique. Yeah, more boutique yeah. style. So so there they, they're more keen now to hear what are you bringing that's different? What's your value? Absolutely. What's the promise, mm, you know? Yeah. But I think I want to go back to somebody who says, listen, I want to start. And we've seen businesses who've started actually on e-commerce oh. um, before actually opening up stores. And yeah. you could take it, for example, let's let's call celebrity brands like Tabuti. Uh, oh. Tabuti, rather. Tabuti. Um, Tabuti. Actually had it, you know, I mean, she used her personality, of course, to drive the cause or drive the brand and then yeah. now has a store in Danefin. Mm. But whereas you, yours was vice versa, was that you actually had bricks and mortar, if I'm to call it, and then went on to, to e-commerce. Do you have maybe insight to say which would be better if there is anyone that's better? But what is the perhaps the, the differences of starting on either side and for an entrepreneur is like, do I have a big store? Because we wanted to start actually on e-commerce where mm. we were selling to clients um, services where you'd book online, oh, like your beauty system. on tap. Yeah. Beauty on tap where we, again, going back to how you've done the drop is a drop ship. Uh, yeah, drop ship. yeah. So we didn't own these, these, yeah. these nail techs, but we gave oh. them a space where people could book to say, I book for a hairstylist or, and, and there's many beauty on tap. Oh. I know there was a, I forgot the name. Uh, oh, so you guys wanted to do like a, drop shipping but on based on services based, yes oh, so okay. so so but then we were like That's we cool. can't decide how the brand must look because now each to their own Absolutely. but how oh. how would you maybe say to an entrepreneur which one is i mean because bricks and mortar is quite expensive yeah <laughs> no? you know yeah it's it's yeah it's all about uh i think business is about cost you mm. know it's about mm. counting cost benefit yeah you know how much how much how much am i gonna make mm. Yeah. I mean, like in the case, you mentioned the very good uh, example when you spoke about Tabuti, right? Mm. She has followers. Mm. She she has a name. Mm. So, so the awareness immediately was already, is there. Yeah. You know? So once she releases a product into the market, sure. it becomes easier for her. Right? Yeah. And mm. I think for her, she could have even went uh, online and just sold online and don't even want to have a store. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. But the thinking, of course, it's different for different people. Absolutely. But for a young entrepreneur, I think uh, e-commerce gives you that leverage to say that, look, dude, you can start with literally nothing. When I came to Joburg, I started, when I started my grocery store, I didn't even have groceries. I didn't oh. own groceries, but I was selling these groceries, mm. you know. Mm. So, and now we have a warehouse, ne? Yeah, you know, we rented a warehouse there in Weinberg, so. Amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. so, so it's, 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 it's really just thinking, you know, like, how do you think about your business? Mm. Are you going to make profit? And you, you also spoke about uh, how important is education or in mm. university, right? Yeah. Or whether someone needs to get, sorry. Or someone needs to get uh, qualifications yeah. for going into e-commerce. I don't think you need to get qualification, but I think whatever industry you find yourself, I mean, like e-commerce can be anything, right? Sure. E-commerce can be in the nail business. E-commerce can be in the fashion business. It can be in the grocery business. But if you understand your industry as a fashion person, as a person in crafts, as a person mm. in arts, if you understand that industry and you understand the costs that are going to come with that, mm. yeah. I think it it sets you up at least one foot ahead, right? Yeah. I was working with, like, my people were hawkers, dude. Like, mm. we are all selling fruit and veg, mm. right? But sure. I I had to be different in my thinking and how I run my business and mm. how I service my customers. So it all speaks to that, right? So I think that's where the importance of education comes in. And I know a lot of people say that, ah, 
you can't go anywhere with education nowadays, but it's very important, right? Because it yeah. opens up your mind. It does. You know, your thinking skills, your abilities to mm. read, your abilities to even be able to say, comprehend stuff. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because comprehension is a real thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, we learned comprehension. I was thinking about this thing in high, last week. Yeah. You know, we learned comprehension in high school or even primary school, but... Yeah. The importance of that thing was that can you really comprehend Hint. the times? Yeah. Can you comprehend sure. where you find sure. yourself? You know? Yeah. Can you comprehend such stuff? You know? So if you don't have that skill, I mean, like it's gonna be difficult for you to see certain things. Mm. Right? Mm. I mean, like there was a deal now, there was a contract, I won't name the thing. Yeah. That's going on now, that contract. Uh it's a it's a the, the famous footwear now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you guys posted. It's dripping. It? I, I, you don't want to talk about it, I can see. But yeah. No, it's dripping. It's dripping. Okay, yeah. So yeah. so so you ask yourself, how do you like what was the thinking? You get a contract, what was the thinking behind mm. that? You see, so you avoid stuff like that. Mm. You avoid a lot of stuff actually. You know? Yeah. So okay. that's the importance of education. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean and 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 Lebs, you've actually mentioned your story around education and how it was cut short, of course, because of you know the movement, the movement, and yeah. so forth. But you you've you've used what you learned, and and whether it was first year, second year, third year, but it goes back to that comprehension to understand. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can only imagine whilst you are, like you say, hawkers there. What makes you different? Is it the fact that hi, here's a cut? And there's a business uh, WhatsApp number is that when you drop off Katex, you can already have everything packed and I can give it to you. So bringing in convenience. And um, I know this week, whilst it was rough at, 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 at in, within business, it, yeah. I think three things that when I was sitting with my anchor individuals and it was talking about sp- you know, innovation, speed, and agility. Yeah. Um, small businesses have the beauty of not having to go consult a CEO Absolutely. Or, the board. Has, or the board who has yeah. 150 things, you know, waiting. Yeah. Um, but you've touched also on the fact that whilst you're building the brand, what is important is that value promise. And I think our last um, guest did say yes, that. Tembi did yeah, Tembi to say that. Deliver on the brand promise You know, you said, I'm going to oh. give you speed. How, how, how quick is this, oh. you know, going to happen? And I remember we had an account and uh, whilst I was with 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 Lerato and yeah. despite and we kept saying that even if we have this account, despite us working hard as from digital marketing or any other spheres of of, of marketing or disciplines of marketing, if your product is poor, oh. no amount of selling is going to actually change the perception of this brand. Oh. And and with e-commerce, and I want to maybe bring it back to supply chain, is that if I've said that, you know, I've created a, a brand and so forth, and this is what I'm selling to you, there needs to be a sense of a plan of supply chain. We had an e-commerce client, I think, also, that we, we needed to understand, oh, do you have products? Mm. We are saying 20 on the, on, in the front on the end, shop. but do we have 20 at the back? How long mm. is that going to take? And I've mm. seen, I know there's a mm. there's an influencer currently, and, and some of I follow some influences with with love, and I follow others just to understand what's happening around. Mm. But she's she's very vocal about her experiences with brands, mm. um, and and this one she got hair, and it became a big thing. And she, she you know showed videos of I I didn't receive good. So we're in a time where digital is so important. Is mm. that your the brand that you're saying this is what I'm bringing, you know. I have to give it, I have oh, to show you this is what I've said. Oh. So with Smart Central, of course, like you say, you didn't have a warehouse. How did you then go about that supply chain, um, um, you yeah. know, process? Managing. Yeah, managing yeah. that. So, 
Yeah. So and 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 I think you said it right. It's 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 what you communicate mm. to your to your to your customers. What you communicate on your website. If I say I have twenty shoes left, and I know I don't have twenty mm. shoes, mm. you need to make a plan to say when the money comes in. What is the time is going to take me to get the 20 shoes sure. so I can deliver to the client, mm. right? So with us, what we communicated, this was the B2B model. Okay. What we communicated was that we only deliver in 48 hours. We don't deliver, we don't, we can't, we understand what's happening in the background. Mm. I can't just say to you, we'll deliver in an hour. Mm. You know, it's going to affect our customer service. Sure. And yeah. then you're going to report us or you're going to mm. speak bad about us mm. on social media. So don't overpromise yeah, and underdeliver. Yeah, rather just be honest with the client. 20, yeah. 48 hours, we're going to give you the best service. And then the client will accept that. Mm. You know? So, and I think e-commerce, the high, I think the biggest thing with e-commerce and with digital businesses is it's, 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 it's customer service. Yeah what you communicate, how yeah. people receive you. And I think I'm winning in the B2B side because a lot of big companies yeah. don't take care of their clients. Mm. And that's sure. what we are playing on, mm. right? Mm. We check the reviews, we go on Hello Peter, we hear what they are saying about this other brand in terms mm. of delivery. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is where we agree. This is our soft spot. Mm. We are going to give them that because we are agile as small businesses, yeah. Yeah. right? I don't have to go to my manager to say that hey, I need to call my manager first to deliver this thing. Mm. Yeah. If they want to speak to me as the director, yeah. they can speak to me as the director. And I think customers love that. They can complain, but they may affect that they have access to you. To the owner. I want to speak to the owner. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think I think that's beautiful. And I mean like and sometimes the other thing is that we must also educate and the one thing that we are winning on now, we are educating our clients about the industry, right? Wow. I mean like there was the the thing that happened in Durban. Yes, the yes, looting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it affected not yeah. just supply it, chain. It, yeah. it affected supply chain. Yeah. There was no milk. Uh, there was no, what is this, uh, clover milk. Sure. sure. Clients want clover milk. I mm. get there, we deliver Pamalat. They say, we don't Why? want this. Yeah. And, want and, I need to, and then I saw a gap. Okay, it's time for us to educate now. Sure. You know? Now we are building content to content to educate our yeah. clients. Yeah. You know? So now we can build uh, and now be more proactive yeah. instead of reactive. So were you impacted yeah. with the I mean by the, the looting? Yeah, I mean like shortages of food, man. I mean like uh, you get real? to the store, you get to the store, there's no the some products are not there. I mean, like for instance, clover. But don't you have accounts with the Remember, they couldn't come here. They couldn't come here. Remember mm. that Clover, Clover is manufactured in Durban. Mm. Yeah. So it moves from Durban to Joburg. Yeah. Mm. So even at Clover here in Joburg in Woodmead, it's not there. Sure. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it can't be supplied to wholesale. Mm. Yeah. And retail, when it can't be supplied to wholesale, retail can't get access to it. Mm. Sure. So when you have to go to the client, the client wants Clover, yeah. but I can't deliver Clover. Yeah. And then the client will tell you that I want Clover now. You know, speaking so, about the, the looting, you know, I was very fascinated driving up uh, from Devon mm, on the N3. Mm. Um, I think I saw about 10 trucks, mm. you know, moving down the, the new BMW X3 that's being manufactured in Pretoria. Mm. I was like, damn, man, you know, we, we down, <laughs> we, I know I was really fascinated because sure. we, we, we downplay these things. Mm. Yeah. You know, we like, ah, milk is milk, man. Like, you know, I'll just go get it from the shop. Right. But when it's but not understand. there. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah for me. Today I, was, today I read something. Albany is on strike. Mm. Sure. A friend of mine called me 
Lebu, why is there no Albani in the shop? In the yeah, shop. and like you're supposed to know. You know, and then I tell him no. And then no seeds. You know, so yeah, there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of uh, consumer education that needs to, or even value chain education yes. that needs yes. to go to the yeah. consumer so that consumers also understand, right? I mean, also, so, uh, I, I, I actually talking about what's happening with strikes and whatnot. I think the metal. Our workers are on strike as well, mm. and BMW now is a game. Yeah, but um, they're now behind with 700, 700 cars. Sure, you know, mm. that's obviously the, the ripple effect of that. Yeah. You know, there's a customer that's waiting, that's now pissed with the brand saying, Hey, why am I not getting my car? I've already put on the order, and and then so the ripple effect, and like you say, the education part is important, and also, like, like you say comprehending yeah the the context that we mm. find ourselves yeah. in it's, it's, it's very think? important yeah yeah you see and that's that's basically that's marketing that's uh that's economics simply like sure. you need to understand so, how these things play yeah. a role in our country supply and demand yeah i think you've you've and and maybe in 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 us get you know finishing off our conversation mm. um I mean, we know of the challenges, of course, in terms of... And I must say, sorry. Yes. I, I really enjoyed this chat. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, can we just no. say, Lebza, no. he was a, a real entrepreneur. Yeah. I don't know if he was being hit by HR, by finances, by supply chain, yeah. but now he's got a Mzanda. Now he yeah. wants to go for another two hours. Another and two we hours. can't. You know, the interesting thing, also, our previous guest... Yes, came, she was, was like, saying... I didn't know that podcast had a I need to do yeah, this more often. <laughs> No, it really is. But I mean, you've mm. you've you've spoken about, and we I think we've we've said that, and we know the challenges. I think I I for 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 some time last year, my previous company, I was heading up social selling, and we had to launch WhatsApp business in Africa. Oh. And now you can understand the, the the mantra in Africa is hurry up and wait, is that you do everything quickly yeah. because there's deadlines maybe yeah. from our side because that, that sense of urgency from a corporate perspective. But come now, you know, when it has to hit the tar, there's many challenges. Oh. Um, there's mm. many challenges, whether it is my retailer who doesn't have stock, sure. um, whether it's the fact that in that country, I know Ethiopia for some time, we couldn't contact our retailer because the president was like, shut down. Yonkindo, and we couldn't mm. contact them, mm. you know. So, so with that, how does that affect you know e-commerce? Because, for example, and, and I mean, this is now you've you've traveled to Africa, like you say that, that we have our challenges, and I've I've gone. It's starting I, to sound like white people say you're traveling to Africa. We're in Africa here, complete. Okay. You travel to other countries in <laughs> Africa, um, and and you've 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 seen, like you say, you get to have a, a different. Uh, perspective. Mm. I think for me, it was appreciating actually South Africa South because, Africa. firstly, we we're just you're open. Your eyes are open. Mm. You know, you and you actually appreciate. Even I loved. I think for me, anybody's like, where would you move in in Africa? I'd say Uganda anytime, mm. any given time. Um, but what are the challenges that you find yourself in? And uh, maybe for B two B, it's not as hectic. Maybe from a person who's doing a B two C, for example. But in in your industry, mm. what what are the challenges that you find um, from an e commerce perspective? So, because we've, uh, I've attempted to go into B2C quite a lot of times, mm. uh, there's a lot of challenges there, dude. Like, mm. logistics is a big one. Yeah. Um, sure. In the opening, you spoke about... But uh, when you... Yeah, Tilbergas. So, yeah, I thought about it and I was like, uh, I know Hoodie, right? Yeah. So, I think he's doing a very great job at what he's doing because, I mean, like, so last year when COVID hit us, right, uh, obviously, 
people are working from home, so I'm mm. losing business, mm. right? So mm-hmm. I have to pivot again. Yeah. So sure. my business is always about pivoting here and there, now and mm. again. So, and then I went to B2C, and then we got a lot of business, right? Because our name was very relevant, mm. Smart Essentials, right? So... And I think we got a lot of requests from even big FMCGs wanting to put their product on our on our platform. Wow. So that was quite interesting, right? So, and then the other challenges were like logistics. Logistics is a very big problem, sure. right? Mm. In, in, in our space, you'd find that someone wants their stuff to be delivered at two. Mm. There's traffic. Oh, no. Number two. You want to deliver food in the townships, right? Because mm. that's where the market is, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. You want to deliver food in the townships and geolocation does not work. Right? Oh, yeah. You can't identify whose house hey. street, you know, because you can't identify it. So those yeah. are the problems that are faced, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a lot of there's there's problems upon problems, mm. infrastructure problems, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And it speaks to data, connectivity. Sure. Right? I'm gonna we're gonna talk mm. about that, but yeah. yeah. You know, but I don't think data per se, but connectivity, mm. right? Mm. Because there are certain things that you can't connect. Mm. And also, there's also a narrative that's been pushed by, should I say corporates? But I don't want to be, yeah. Let me not say Trent corporates Kifu. because they might be. Hey, yeah, they're they clients. Clients. Hey. <laughs> So, but the, there's, the, there's a narrative that's being pushed to say that... Uh, Township people don't are not uh, literate when it comes mm. to all these things, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think sometimes it's falsy because if you look at stats, stats will show you that most of township people how they buy brands it's influenced by social media. Yeah, that's so these so people meaning, who are illiterate, yeah, they are not really illiterate. Really no, no yeah. you know. So it's just a matter of how do we create an environment for them to participate in the economy, mm. right? I can deliver from Bramfontein to Sentin; it's easy, absolutely. But because everything to, is there. You know, mm. I got a client in Tsakani, dude. Okay. Sure. I had to drive in the east. In the east. Yeah. We had to drive all the way. Sure. And so all these big uh, companies, they don't go there. Yeah. You know, they don't go there because of infrastructure is mm. not right. And also there's this thing that it's dangerous, criminals mm. and yeah, all yeah. that. Sure. And you'll find in the logistics in the in the logistic game, right? You'd find that a lot of uh, all these logistic companies that are being hijacked and all, they're not hijacked in the townships. Mm. They're hijacked in Bedford View, they're hijacked in Jemistin, mm. they're hijacked in all these other places, right? Yeah. So it also gives us a bad narrative that mm. black people are very corrupt, incompetent. It's that narrative, you know? So yeah. I think as small businesses, we have the opportunity to say that. And I like what Hood is doing, you know? Yeah. I was talking to him, he's in a case that's quite interesting that I like, you know? And I'm like... This is what we need to do. We need to press them, you know, we need to press them. Yeah, ahead. push the envelope. Yeah. yeah, you know, to show them that we are here now, you know. So, and I think if more people, and that's why we started Rethink Africa, if more people can get into e-commerce, if more people can start selling online, more yeah. people will start buying online, you know. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But also there's that trust factor. Actually, yeah. I think two months ago, they were talking about actually there's billions of rents that are sitting in carts. So people, yeah. like, for example, would go... I say, wish I could get a Louis Vuitton. I want, I want, I want, yeah, I want, but they, but they don't check out. Yeah. But but adding to that, I think I've seen a movement also with, and you, I've seen it online, especially, and because influence is what I follow, yeah. is where they'll say, I've cleaned out my cart. Um, and then you see a story after that is, uh, you know, after I've cleaned out my cart, it's arrived and then it's opening the box and then showing people. So there's a story, of course, with that. And yeah. and maybe it, it could be 
campaigns in which people oh. see how to clean out your cart, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the hashtag clean your cart out oh. or something. So, but but you're seeing now that, and, and I think what I would say is also, and, and now I'm going to touch on maybe not data in terms of connection data, but data science, because that's one of my passions is that you're able, and I think you spoke about customer service, really understanding why are you buying from me? Oh. And, you know, when you're saying because it's a black business, mm. okay, Mm. You know, but there's more to it then. And I think when we were also talking about Lerato is that it's not just about, you know, it's a black business. Yeah. I think we, 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 bring, we, bring, more, we bring more than yeah. just our skin mm. color. That's sure. just what we are born with. And much like different people are born with different oh, skin absolutely. colors. But now we're bringing that comprehension. Mm. We're bringing that innovation. We're bringing that smart, you mm. know, way of thinking. We bring intellect and IP. Absolutely. This is what we're here for. Yeah. So, with that said, I mean, how do you how do you use data to your benefit? Because if we're saying data is currency, I mean, you're primed to save somebody, whether it's B2B or B2C, is that we're going to want to know more information and inf- um, marketers rather would want to know more information around, you know, access to smart essentials data. How oh. do we actually, FMCG says, I want to, you have selling advertising on there, oh. you know, a banner. Why can I, should I use a banner, et cetera, et cetera? Who's going on to my my account? You know, those type of things. Yeah. Uh, Are you asking the importance of that data? I think so. But also, what does it take to think through what information you require? Because remember, like I say, if it's currency, it needs to be able to be given to data science individuals to to relook. I think I attempted to start with Python to understand data. But SQLs and yeah, and really changing because data science in itself is being able to take data. It's being able to relook at it in different ways and analyzing it for different reasons, Mm. whether it's from a value perspective, market size, geographical size, um, all of that information comes from just simply a person who says, this is my name, my surname, my email address, da-da-da-da, and then that Mm. links to many other things. I think that's the beauty and the connection of of the internet and, and online. But now what is it that from... Like I say, an entrepreneur says, listen, I have a product I want to sell, but there's a bigger picture around this because I'm able also to understand my market better mm. is that if I have businesses from Zakani, for example, what is it that makes them all buy from us, mm. you know, mm. around different townships, if it's a certain place, certain type of people. So I'm able mm. to understand my business because of my my people who are buying with the target audience. So yeah. what is it that in- entrepreneurs need to think about in terms of data collection mm. um, from from their clients or from their target audience? Mm. Yeah, I think, uh, and I think this is a very important uh, question to ask, right? So, and I think feedback loops are very important, mm. number one. So feedback loops in a sense that um, being able to ask clients, why do you buy from us? Finding a way to get feedback, you mm-hmm. know, that verbal feedback, yeah. Yeah. hearing what why they buy from you. And now there's also feedback that we get through data now, right? Mm-hmm. Products that we sell, inventory data, right? Yeah. So so Smart Essentials now, what we are building is that we've we've been using WordPress. Okay. But now we've changed from WordPress. Now we are using, we are building our own technology. Okay. Sure, right? That's amazing. Yeah. And now the, yeah so now the, our, our technology will be able to say that, okay, uh, we've bought, in a month we sell... 100, 100 uh, boxes of milk mm. yeah. or 10,000 boxes of milk. Mm. So now it helps us make decisions. From an inventory, yeah. like back end. Sure. Yes, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So now yeah. we make better decisions going forward, yeah. right? Yeah. So now if we are going to say that an FMCG company comes to us and say that, guys, we want to work with you. Yeah, you uh, show them. We show them this is yeah. this is what happens, This is the right? demand, yeah. This mm. is the demand. Mm. This is the volumes that are moving mm. from our platform. 
and we want to buy directly from you. So now it helps us move mm -hmm. differently. And yeah. plug so into their supply into chain. Into their supply chains sure. and moving away from... So now, uh, last year we had a... We had a big FMCG coming to us, okay. right? To yeah. say that because we were selling breakfast combos. Okay. And sure. it's a breakfast brand. Mm. They come to us and then they were like, guys, we want to do this with you guys. But there's also issues of compliance here as entrepreneurs that we don't think about. Mm. Ah, I was not vet compliant at the sure. time. So we lost the deal. Hey, sure. Yeah. Right? So important. We didn't lose the deal, but it got delayed. Yeah. yeah. We got our vet this year and then we called them back. I learned yeah. that with... My first business, yeah. Sarasu. You don't, you don't, you don't want to mess with play. Sarasu. You don't, you don't play, play with that. You always pay your vet. You yeah. always pay your income taxes yeah. and stuff. And also speaking about data, because I did my master's research on the on big data, yeah. Yeah. but from a social media perspective, you know. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was still doing my research, I, in, I was interviewing retail uh, retailers. Mm -hmm. So one of the retailers were like, um, it's a popular brand, uh, most loved it by uh our people, you know, mm. um, if you if you rock their shoe, ten uh, years ago, you, you you were like, you know, uh, um, the hottest guy on the street, and they were like, they were getting inquiries on social media to say, I'm um, when I opening a store in Kuruman, when I opening a store in Kuruman, when I, you know, but that's data, you mm. know, that's so it influences, yeah, yes, their the next decision, move. yeah, their, their next move, yeah. and actually what they ended up doing was that because my whole thing was the understanding the use of social media big data to support marketing sure, decisions. exactly. So that was the whole purpose of my exactly, study. Yeah. And they actually ended up sending a team, the legal team, sure. to go do like a feasibility study, study mm. you know, in terms of saying, should we open a store in, in Kuruman? Will it be a viable one? And they, sure. when they went on the ground, unfortunately, they could just uh, through their feasibility study tell that, no, it's not the right time now to open a store there. Mm. But it's because of that data you know yeah um that you that you guys are talking about yeah man an hour flies when you're having a good time yeah um yeah now i think it's time to uh before we get to the quiz what's next man for smart essentials what's the vision what's the big um yeah what's next yeah i think i think i, th I think it's too it's not too early to say what's next but yeah we are cooking some stuff we are cooking some Great. stuff. Like I said, we moved from WordPress mm. to now you're building your own AI. Mm. Right? Yeah. So mm. I think the thinking now is uh, how do we how do we play the FMCG game like proper sure. FMCG game and not necessarily just that. retail, but yeah. how do we play the FMCG game? Sure, so okay. That's a big question. I mean, for those who watch Skim Sum and know Maputla's um, Maputla's uh, supermarkets. <laughs> Uh, have a smart essential supermarket where they yeah. are running from wholesale to retail. Yeah. So all the best, man. Um, it, it it really has been, I think, an eye opener. Really understanding how mm. supply, I mean, to its simplest supply and demand, mm. um, and 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 how you've changed and, like you say, pivot, yeah. pivoted smart essential due yeah. to timing, due to the sentiments of society, due to the economic. Challenges and so oh. forth, so that's pretty cool. And the political, and the political climate. climate, yeah. But I mean, without further ado, of course, we have our last pop quiz for our guest. Yeah. And let's see, as a retailer, uh, how King, well do you know yeah, your Kingpin e commerce man? How well do you know your industry? I'm Scott Copper. Why you know all So, I mean, we can <laughs> start with our questions, like, <laughs> <laughs> of course, Pat, you can take it away with our first question. Okay, cool. So, this is the Pat and Brands podcast quiz. Uh, aka quiz on brands so we want to just test you your knowledge in terms of how you 
know your brands and how you know your industry. It's quite simple. Five questions, you know. Okay. So the first question is, where are the Spotify, no, Shopify headquarters? Are they in Canada? Yeah, they're in Canada. Chica, Chica, yeah, they're Chicago? Canada. No, they're in Canada. Oh, sure. We shouldn't How continue. do you know? We shouldn't continue. Shopify, yeah. Shopify is in Canada. <laughs> or, or Colorado. Nah, Shopify is in Canada, man. Wow. Okay. Is that right? You get a pad. You get a pad. <laughs> you get a pad. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to see photo, but no, yeah, you stayed. Okay. okay. Um, second question. In which year was Amazon launched? Was it 2005? Was it 1995 or 2015? 95. Ah, oh. you deserve a pad. You deserve a pad. <laughs> but now I'm pretty sure you're starting the Amazon story. I mean, you, yeah. re- you read the everything yeah. store so, yeah. Uh, book. Yeah, it's quite uh, inspirational. Yeah. So now are you bidding or are you buying? So in which year was Bid or Buy established? Bid or Buy, Bid or Buy, Bid or Buy. Bid or Buy is South African, right? Was it 1996? 2006 or 2016? Bit of buy. Is it South African? It's a South African brand. You know, it's quite popular here. It's popular here. Yeah. As you saw, we tried to remove ourselves from there. I'm not really sure, but I remember we wrote about this thing. I think 2006. I just left my man. Yeah, that's just a Okay. In which city are Quicket headquarters? Is it Durban? Is it Johannesburg or Cape Town? Cape Town. Ah, you deserve a pad. So you deserve a pad. For those that don't know, of course, Quicket is a ticketing, an online ticketing um, platform. platform, which can be plugged in um, when you're either having your own events or also yeah. directly to Quicket. Yeah, we sold a lot of tickets on mm. Quicket for the Pat and Brands yeah. dialogues. Very easy. Yeah. We're also building our own platform. Oh. We're uh, selling tickets through Ooh. their parties. <laughs> last question, Pat. Yeah, last question. In which year did Superbalist rebrand? Superbalist. Uh, rebrand. What was Superbalist before? Oh, you're was... not going to give the years by yeah, any chance. Should, okay, it's, it's 2010. Yeah, I feel like he's like, you know, already. I mean, this is what you eat. <laughs> 2010, 2013, or 2019? No, 2013. Oh, my goodness. This is actually our best guest, to be honest, so far. Yeah. 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 You know, deserve she, a pad. You know, he knows you the story. You deserve a pad. But he got four out of five. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean everything else was, was pretty awesome. Yeah, man, you're like, great sports. You didn't take a take a. So how do people get a hold of you, Libza? Oh... Uh, let me check, man. This thing of sending my WhatsApp. Out. No, no, no. What, what? More from a commercial because we also oh, no, don't like person. Uh, on Twitter. On Twitter yeah. yeah. Just engage with me on Twitter. As it's at L. I don't know. L at L L I K H O J A N E. Yeah. You'd have to write it somewhere because I mean, like. Yeah. No, we'll put it on our social media yeah. posts as well. We'll tag him, of course, uh-huh. um, when we share um, this podcast. Yeah, um, and you'll get to know, of course, a bit more about um, Smart Essentials um, and also Rethink Africa. Um, mm. And, of course, now the, the, the dropship yeah, platform. Drop shipping. So much, of course, for, for your time um, yeah. and really giving us a bit more intel and in understanding um, around e-commerce, something that 
I, I'd say it's new to South Africa because we yeah. re- it really started picking up. And if we've seen stats that say 60-something percent, yeah. you know, in terms of purchasing, we had a, a large community um, that were, were either not sure about it or didn't know about it. Whereas I think more of our Gen Xs, um, what are they? Gen Zs and millennials Gen Zs and are keen, Xs, yeah. are keen on convenience um, because every time I talk to my parents and I'm like, darling, it's all about convenience, and they're just yeah. like, <laughs> you know, so they want the hard life. Yeah. So yeah, thank you, thank you very much. For myself, Nompomelelo, I am out. Yeah, from my side, Pat Mshang. What people say, Pat Mshang, I'm out. Thank you very much. Make sure to listen to us on our SoundCloud, um, and definitely comment, share, and let us know your thoughts. Absolutely. We'd like hearing from you. Feedback. That feedback loop. Yeah, the feedback loop. Have yeah. a lovely one, everybody. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do make sure that you follow us on social media at I am Pat Masangu. And at Mbomi underscore Sacha. This podcast is brought to you by Lerato Agency and Lenala Beauty. Mm-hmm.